This is our podcast song. It isn't very long. <laughs> Hi, Sarah. Hi, Christina. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in to Laughing with Gingers. The podcast where two feisty redheads with loud laughs share crazy stories, play games, and spread silliness and joy. That extroverted soul over there is my partner in crime on the Laughing with Gingers podcast, Christina Curry. Uh, that's their elephant extrovert plus, plus, plus. <laughs> my co-host of Laughing with Gingers. And why do we mention that, you may be asking yourself? Well, because today's episode is all about the verts, the intros. The extras and the ambiverts. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm really excited about this. I find it so interesting. Just, you know, human psychology in general is so interesting. I so agree. And it's kind of it's it fascinates me because I think it's really easy to um to not know how to properly self-identify. Mm-hmm. And there's so many myths surrounding Introverts versus extroverts versus, you know, ambiverts. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, what, well did, maybe what did you bring? You were, I'm so curious I, what you brought. I brought facts versus myths. Ooh. I brought, of course, like kind of the history and then a little bit of why we lean so heavily on extrovert, introvert as a sort of personality dimension. Oh. I know. And, and then I'm going to break down, like, why it's part of, like, what they call the big five of personality dimensions. Ooh. So I'll tell you, like, I the other ones, this. too. I know. I'm so excited. And and I'll tell, Ooh. like, I'll tell both sides of what each dimension is so you can kind of see what you might be, like, where you land on that. Ooh. I know. Okay. Cluzo just got so excited he farted loudly, which <laughs> hopefully went out over the air. He's an extrovert. (laughs) (laughs) So for those of you who are new here or just haven't heard me mention him, he is my French bulldog, Bud. And when Christina was just in town a few weeks ago, a month ago, actually, when this airs. Has it been a month? When this airs. Oh, yeah. Whoa. Weird, right? I Um, should just make a monthly trip happen. (laughs) Oh my god, the first week of every month Christina comes to town. I like that rule. We had so much fun. We definitely farted while we were on air hosting our boot camp. Oh my god, I forgot about that. I see did for not. me it's it's so normal that I don't really like think about it as much. Once it happens, I acknowledge it and move forward. <laughs> But Christina could not move forward. We were hosting this professional thing, and she just could not move forward without laughing about it. I had to, like, call it out and giggle. Farting is funny. It is funny. And you love bathroom humor. I do. At some point, we need to swing back around. We have not covered that topic in quite some time. Not nearly enough. There's still so much bathroom humor to chat about. <laughs> oh my god, that's hilarious! Oh my yeah, god. that was Leah episode. The episode where yeah. we had Leah on. Yeah, that was season one, I think. Right? I probably yeah, long time ago. Bathroom humor. We it was like Spanish bathroom humor. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, that was my where God. we found out Capedo was a thing. Yeah. <laughs> Who knew? Who uh, knew? Should I start oh off gosh. with the history of extrovert introvert just sure. to like lay the foundation of yeah. knowledge? Okay. Yeah. And then I'll throw in, you know, like the ball pit and the bouncy house on your foundation. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the slip and slide. <laughs> um, all right. So the history of it, uh, they actually call it extroversion and introversion. Um, and it was popularized by a Swiss psychoanalysis called Carl Jung, which I feel like I've quoted him before. I feel like he's got some good quotes out there. Also, that is not what I would think of as a Swiss name. No, it's not. <laughs> From the time period where people didn't move around quite as much. Yeah. So, well, this was, yeah, 1921. Yeah. Um, in That's psycho- a track. Yeah, Sorry. that yeah, it's a trek. You're right. It's a trek. Um in uh, uh wait, oh yeah, in Psychological Types, which was a book, I guess, Jung describes how extroverts engage with external stimuli. Totally, yes, we know that. He believed that extroverts direct their energy outwards towards other people and gain energy from such encounters. Introverts, meanwhile, focus on their energy inwards towards more more solitary, thoughtful activities. Um, Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I almost like went on to think that this dude was someone else, but it wasn't. Anyway, so there's the foundation of history. (laughs) I went off on a tangent right there in my brain. But only in your brain. <laughs> no, in my brain, but out loud in a way. There was like two conversations going out loud of my mouth and like in my brain. You know how that happens? I think that's yeah. an extrovert trait. <laughs> it is. <laughs> Introverts would just go silent. <laughs> we just keep talking. I know. <laughs> It's so true. Oh my oh god. Oh boy. Okay. Are you ready? Yeah. Freddie. Definitely. Definitely. Okay. Myth or fact? Okay. Only extroverts like to socialize. I'm going to say that's a that's a myth because I feel like introverts do it just like drains the shit out of them. Yeah, so it depends on the type of socialization that can drain or more or less than the others. But yes, and I actually have the history behind these things, Christina. So I I channeled my inner Christina. I did the research. Oh my God, I love Um, it. Lay it on me. So the distinction is how many people a person likes to socialize with instead of one type of person not wanting to socialize at all. Oh. People often think introverts are antisocial, air quotes, uh, which is not the case. Introverts enjoy relationships and socializing. They just have a different tolerance level for how much socializing they're comfortable with. On the contrary, extroverts can be seen as the life of the party or social butterflies, she says as she picks up her wine and takes a sip. (laughs) Certainly there's a correlation, um, but this is not always the case. Dr. Fraga says um, these are not in order, so we might find out what the first name and or, uh, you know, 
anything else about Dr. Fraga later. Um, <laughs> while introverts do tend to like more time alone, this break allows them to be fully invested and enjoy themselves when they're with friends. Mm, I love it. See, I, I'm going to say again, and I said it on the show before, I feel like I'm an ambivert because sometimes I do get energized by people and social situations and it, like I leave like on a buzz and other times I leave just like super drained and like done with life and I need like a day to repair. Well, here's my thing and I was thinking about this. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like the the political spectrum. Right. Okay. Like there are very few people who land on like that they think Jewish spaceships are lighting the wildfires, whatever bullshit that like is. Pizza right? gate. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. There are very few people who land on like the huge outlier extreme. Yeah. yeah Everyone's yeah, yeah. on a spectrum. Yeah. But you are heavily extroverted because um it, here in in my humble opinion, um <laughs> my I I have thought to myself that I have some introverted traits. Like I get exhausted sometimes from being – especially when it's really loud because um, hearing is my strong sense. Oh, right. So yeah. anything that's draining that extra sense, like if I'm, you know, if I'm out at a concert, like I'm going to get tired faster and drained faster. Yeah. Um, I think it's a combination of physiological and psychological things that do that to us mm-hmm. though too. That's interesting because I, yeah, the more I think about it, if if others around me in these social situations are a little low energy, I have to, I feel like I have to work harder to keep the energy yes. up. In those yeah. types of situations, I walk away more drained. Yep, because you're doing so much more work. Yeah, I never thought of it like that, but it's totally true. But if other people are matching my enthusiasm – and like are are like operating on a, a higher frequency, like I can and do often. <laughs> then mm-hmm. I walk away buzzed. That's how I. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, I never and thought about it like that. That's why you and I spin off of each other so well because we can mirror each other's energy. And when mm-hmm. I'm low energy, we've mm-hmm. had we've actually had a couple times when I've been low energy. Mm-hmm. I don't think we've had this happen with you, or we haven't discussed it in the same way. We haven't recorded the podcast. Right, those weeks. right. Because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm well, like same with me when I was we, I was sick, low energy. Well, yeah, that sick is a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> I, was, I was thinking the same thing. I was like, sick's a little bit more like you would call in sick to work that day yeah. anyway. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, 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 it's true. Um, but yeah, I mean, mine was like just emotionally low energy mm-hmm. after I've had that um, after you after Clue and me after my puppy passed away. Oh, that's right. Did we skip recording that week? I guess for mm-hmm. me, like it was probably just I was like, no, we're not doing this. It's too much for you. And I just naturally protected you, but mm-hmm. I didn't think about it. Whereas with my situation, um, which by the way, my dog woke up on Memorial Day partially paralyzed um, is my situation. Mm-hmm. And so we got a little bit behind on recording because I just like didn't have a whole lot of laughs in me. Mm-hmm. Um, he's doing okay. He has a wheelchair. He is a cart dog now. Um, but I I think I retained that because of how much love and support you gave me. Mm-hmm. Whereas I don't think I retained that we ever rescheduled or postponed recording because of support I was giving you. Mm-hmm. Well, it happened a while ago too. So, like when we- yeah, it's been a year. Yeah, it's been yeah, uh, yeah. 
Uh, yeah. Yeah. It was a year on September 13th. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Anyway, <laughs> that took a turn. Yeah. Uh, behind A little peek behind the scenes yeah. into Christina and me that you don't get to really see very often it's as the listener because we fuck laughing. around on this podcast. I know. <laughs> I mean, there is still a lot of laughing. There is still a ton of laughing. Let's be real. <laughs> but there was also bursting into tears randomly for, you know, that happens too. Like, yeah. look, we laugh loud, but that doesn't mean we don't cry hard. <laughs> Should that be the title of this episode? <laughs> yeah, laugh loud, cry hard. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Oh my god, I love that so much. Oh my god. All right, are you ready for another another myth or um yeah. Okay. Introverts prefer to avoid conflict. Ooh. Oh. That's a oh, that's a tough one. Some of these are super easy and obvious. Some of these are really freaking hard. Like, I feel like that could go either way. I feel like extroverts like to just like sweep shit under the rug, but like introverts seem like they don't want to have conflict. Hold on. Let me remind you of the game. This is myth or fact, not introvert versus extrovert. Oh, that's right. That's right. Thank you for reminding me. Myth or fact that this is what extroverts do? Introverts tend to avoid, prefer to avoid conflict. Okay, myth or fact? Um, mm, I'm gonna I say can't win points without you know being fair. I know, I know. Let's say it's a myth. It is true. Oh, but I have never thought about it. And then once I like, once I started thinking about it, because I'm married to an introvert, like a like the mm-hmm. equivalent polar of yeah, y'all two are super opposite. Yeah, um, but it works great. This yeah. household is like happy and and fun. Mm-hmm. Um, hopefully, you enjoyed your time here, other than just eating the delicious food that we <laughs> made. But when I was thinking about it, I was like, "Oh my god, that's so true!" And I know ne- I just never thought about it. So, generally speaking, introverted people are less likely to strike up conversations with people they don't know well. Or this seems like the wrong description. Or even with people they do know well. Oh, okay. Hold on. We get there. Okay. Sorry. Okay. Okay. This can relate to a preference for internal dialogue and reflection. Mm. Like you just had a conversation out loud with yourself. Yeah. But a dislike (laughs) of conflict um, can also play a part. Research suggests that introverts often have a higher sensitivity to negative feedback. Oh my God, that's also so true. I've noticed that with um, Philippe. Oh, wow. Um, especially when I'm the one being hard on myself. Mm. Um, if, if you're worried someone might criticize you or view you in a bad light, you won't have much interest to put yourself in a situation that leads to that outcome. If you do join a debate or a discussion – you might be more likely to share your ideas in written form anonymously or both. Not true in this household for Philippe. <laughs> Responding in writing gives you the chance to think over what you want to say first, which is probably what feels most comfortable to you. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You want one more and then I'll turn the mic back over to you? Yeah. All right. Extroverts are 
always ready to try something new. Hell yeah. (laughs) Christina, you're killing it on this game. You're three for three. Um, Are you confident and outgoing? Not afraid to take a chance on something you've never done before, even if it's a little risky? Maybe you find it easy to change your plans or adapt to a new situation. If so, you probably have a more extroverted personality. Extroverts tend to take action rather than ponder. Once you decide to do something, you usually go for it without worrying too much about what might happen. You may not spend um, a lot of time considering all potential outcomes, and people might even describe you as impulsive. So here's what's super interesting about this. I am definitely impulsive and just like shoot at my hip, right? I, as soon as, and you are like that too, Sarah, as soon as we make a decision, we just do it. That's why we created a podcast in a week of talking about it. ENG, my girlfriend is super outgoing, like super duper duper outgoing. I would even say she's more outgoing than me. Like she'll talk way more to random strangers than I do. But she has the hardest time making decisions. She she's such a in her head thinker that she like sits on something forever before actually finally making a decision. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's really um, really weird. Like I I have to finally be like just make a decision, just like pull the trigger on something, like get out of this space. So. Philippe would rather not make a decision and defer it to me. Mm. But because it's important to me to understand what he actually – and honor what he actually would want to be doing, Mm -hmm. then I ask a lot of clarifying questions. So then I'm not like, you know, going with whatever my preference was, which might have been to not go do something. Mm -hmm. And he actually really wants to go do it but can't pull the trigger on his own. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, to make the mm-hmm. decision. Mm-hmm. Um, and the other interesting thing is, and I think this might be something that happens with people who either – I think it might be tied to intelligence level and it might be tied to anxiety. I'm not sure. But I'm, I'm throwing it out there. If somebody knows better, they can correct me. I am here for it. Um, but I think through all possible outcomes before I make any decision. It's just really fast. Mm. Um, and I then continue to think about them like when we were talking about um, hosting an, hosting that like big workshop thing, we were talking about dogs potentially barking. I brought that up like two days later because that was something that had come into my brain. Mm-hmm. And I was like, ooh, that that could be a thing. Like we probably don't want to have additional thing, like, you know, stuff going on, whatever. You know, it's like I I work through all the possible scenarios associated with something, mm-hmm. even if I've made the decision and even if that means sometimes I have to go back on it. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably better. I usually just, if the idea pops into my head or the thought, I'm like, let's do that. (laughs) (laughs) And I kind of stop thinking about it after that. (laughs) Probably not the greatest. You know, there are pros and cons to everything. Um, I I think it's so easy to, especially when we're talking about any of this stuff, like psychological personality traits, anything like Mm -hmm. that, where it's easy to go through and like pick apart what you do naturally and feel shitty about it. That's so true. 
and or to think like the other side is better, mm-hmm. um, which is one of the reasons I wanted to play the myth versus fact game because there are so many myths about both sides. Mm-hmm. Um, but for you know, I I am I live in the camp of yes, there are some things that I can improve upon, but I'm also great in a bunch of ways. So I'm gonna try to like release that negative inner Sarah that wants to like say bad things about Sarah. Yeah. (laughs) Knock it off, Sarah. (laughs) I'm like, thank you for protecting me and trying to keep me safe, but you can take the day off. Yeah. Inner Sarah. (laughs) Well, let's dive into some like big, like the what it's, this is like all psychologists believe in this, but this is like a big portion of them have determined that these big five dimensions of personality um, can help kind of like put people in different camps. And the evidence of this theory has been actually growing for many years. So number one trait, not number one as in importance, but just one of the five. Um, it's openness. So this trait features characteristics such as imagination and insight. People who are high in this trait also tend to have a broad range of interests. They are curious about the world and other people and eager to learn new things and enjoy new experiences. People who are high in this trait tend to be more adventurous and creative. People low in this trait are often much more traditional and may struggle with abstract thinking. So Hmm. high, you're very creative, you're open to trying new things, you're focused on tackling new challenges, and you're happy to think about abstract concepts. Yeah, Sarah's raising her hand. I'm raising (laughs) my hands. If you're low in openness, you dislike change, you do not enjoy new things, you resist new ideas, you're not very imaginative, and you dislike abstract or theoretical concepts. I don't, the only thing I don't like about how they're laying it out is they're making it seem like one's good over bad. I was just thinking that, like, while we both self identify as open, it, it isn't necessarily, and I would argue that I identify that you are open as well. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but uh, it doesn't, it seems skewed. Yeah, yeah, it does. And, and like the, the, the thought of, us having a wide range of interests, I think the other side of that coin is someone having a very niche specific interest. Yeah. And I think there's a benefit to that. Yeah. 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 And yeah. Like the Renaissance person who Mm -hmm. like, what is, what is the, the saying that is super negative about that? Um, Medieval assholes. (laughs) I meant, I did not mean that type of Renaissance. It's the, um, it's the, it's something like good at everything, but but not great at anything. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Master I see what you're of saying. none. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Something yeah. like mm-hmm. I forget what the first part is, but then it's master of none. I'm picking up what you're putting down. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And you, they could have totally, totally put that in there, and mm-hmm. it would have seemed a little bit more, a little bit less skewed. It definitely does, but that's okay. We, you know, we'll just we'll give our little. Gingery commentary. Yeah, we're gonna skew it nice. <laughs> yeah. Do you, should I do one more? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, conscientious. 
conscientiousness. That's a big word for Christina. (laughs) This is our second recording of the day, so Christina's pronunciation might go downhill significantly. Or maybe better. (laughs) Maybe it'll be better. Or maybe better. Oh, my God. I I don't know. (laughs) I can't wait to find out, Christina. I believe in you, but I also just enjoy when you laugh at yourself. We just adore you. Okay, conscientiousness. Boom. Nailed it. Nailed it. I think I might need to give you a point for that. Thanks. Cool. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't know I was earning points today, but that feels good. (laughs) Oh, my God. Okay, so standard features of this dimension include high levels of thoughtfulness, good impulse control, and goal-directed behaviors. Highly conscientious people tend to be organized and mindful of details. They plan ahead, think about how their behavior affects others, and are mindful of deadlines. So high conscientiousness scores or whatever levels is spends time preparing, finishes important tasks right away, pays attention to details, enjoys having a set schedule. Low is dislikes structure and schedules, makes messes and doesn't take care of things, fails to return things or put them back where they belong, procrastinates important tasks, fails to complete necessary or assigned tasks. Again, they're making it sound bad if you're low in it, but I don't, I'm going to push back on that and say, like, dislike structure and schedules. I don't think that's always necessarily a bad thing. Like, for instance, Jennifer, my best friend and roommate, is very artsy. And she is not one to abide by schedules and structure, but it also opens her up to this like very free spirit sort of life where she can like hop in her van that she made and go off for a long weekend and a moment's notice. And that's a beautiful thing. I don't think that's, that's not like not thinking of others. That's not, you know, um, you know, I don't know. I don't think it's a bad thing necessarily. Yeah, I mean, I think I would identify on the Jennifer spectrum, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and I would I would call it like a gypsy soul, where mm-hmm. I'm down for like last minute things. Mm-hmm. I'm great at last minute organization, mm-hmm. but I am the kind of person who also like if I get a homework assignment, I go home and I do that homework right after class. Mm, yeah, I definitely don't do that. <laughs> 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 I, I think it might have been a learned skill from – we had a modular schedule in high school, so we would have like periods off essentially. Oh, um, right, 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 right. And if I did my homework then, I didn't have to do it the when I got home. So yeah, I got but to you're do also a rule follower, which I think is part of the conscientiousness high level. Yeah, but I, you know, I don't schedule anything before eleven fifteen in the morning, and I, you know, your lights. <laughs> yeah, if I can, if I can cancel things, I like to cancel things. I like to schedule <laughs> last minute. And- See, I like planning. I'm a big planner, which this is talking about. You know, whatever that kind of idea of preparing and this and that. But I, the only reason I like planning is because I like to look forward to something. That's really why I plan is like, oh, look at my calendar full of really fun things. I'm so excited. (laughs) Yeah. That's so interesting. That's not the way I feel at all. I'm like, look at my calendar full of things I should be excited about, but now I'm overwhelmed. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Well, I'm talking about social things, not like I have meetings all next week. (laughs) I still feel like that about social (laughs) things. (laughs) 
Oh, God. Um, all right. So mm, should we take a break or maybe one more myth fact and then take a break? Sure. Let's do one more myth fact and then we can take a break. Okay. Introverts don't take risks. Oh, man. Introverts don't take risks, myth or fact. I feel like that's probably a, ah, I don't know. Maybe a fact? It's a myth. Damn it. Damn it. Damn it. I almost said myth and I was. You were really on the fence on that one. I was because I should have gone with myth. I should have. I knew that was the right answer. Yeah. I could tell in your heart you knew it was the right answer, but I still get the point. I know. I know. Damn it. What in the world does how many people you hang out with or how you like to spend your time um, alone have to do with taking risks? Fears and desires are a completely different distinction from extroversion and introversion. These labels convey misinformation and can cause rumors to spread about these personality characteristics that are unfounded, Dr. Fraga says. So instead of counting introverts out for risky things, give them a chance to express themselves and choose whether or not an activity is something they're interested in doing. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Every time you say Dr. Fraga, all I can think of is Fraggle Rock. Down at Fraggle Rock. (laughs) Down at Fraggle Rock. Doot, doot. (laughs) Oh, my God. Uh, On that note... (laughs) On that one, we are going to take a break on Laughing with Gingers, and we will be right back. (laughs) And we are back on Laughing with Gingers. I, of course, am Sarah Alipin, and I have with me the one of the best humans on the planet, honestly, now. If we're just just being honest here, that's the gosh darn truth, Christina Curry. (laughs) The one and only. (laughs) Down at Fraggle Rock. (laughs) She's doing really well in this game. Um, You have have three points and you have one elbow bump for your pronunciation. Um, and I only have one point for stumping you. So okay, cool. You're killing it so far. Are you ready for more? Yeah. Down at Fraggle Rock. I know. I can't get it out of my head. I wish I knew the rest of the song. <laughs> I used to. I don't know it anymore, though. Uh, uh-uh, me neither. Extroverts find it easy to express themselves. True. Ding, ding, ding. Yeah. All right. So extroverted people usually have little to no trouble expressing their thoughts, feelings, and opinions. These can range from minor preferences such as foods you dislike to deeper emotions, including romantic feelings. Ooh. So true. Hey, Christina. (laughs) Hey, Sarah. You're my friend. (laughs) (laughs) I think it's true. I like I asked the last like th- four people I went out with. I was the one that asked them out. I picked Philippa. See? We know <laughs> what we want. We go after it, Sarah. It's true. It's true. I'm also very vocal about things that I don't eat. <laughs> yes, but not judgy about it. No. No, I'm just like anchovies? No, they're a cat toy. <laughs> 
Don't they look like a toy? Like a cat would bat around with its cute little furry paw. I think cats eat them. Yeah, they probably do. Well, cats eat all kinds of fish. They love that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. But yes, they do look like something they would bat around with their little little furry paws. (laughs) All right. Introverts consider things carefully. Yes. Ah, ding, ding, ding. Yeah. We're at five to one now. When faced with a new opportunity or any big decision, you probably spend a good amount of t- – if you're an introvert, you probably spend a good amount of time um, thinking it over before you make any plans to proceed. hmm Yeah. Yeah. I don't do that. <laughs> yeah, I don't either. I mean, sometimes if I'm faced with a really big decision – I do have to process, like, what's the best route to go, but I don't process it in my brain. I process it out loud to other people. Yeah. (laughs) We are external processors. Yeah. Yeah. We have to, like, actually get it out of our minds in order to figure it out. Yeah. Okay. Introverts need plenty of time to themselves. Introverts? Yeah, they do. You're so confident in this game. (laughs) Ding, ding, ding. Needing to recharge your batteries after a long day by enjoying some quiet downtime alone tends to suggest an introverted nature, according to McCutcheon. I thought you were going to say Fraggle Rock. (laughs) (laughs) This is a new name that I haven't yet read and definitely did not know how to say out loud if you saw my face. Um This doesn't mean you always avoid people, but you probably don't have a large social network. Instead, you mostly share your available social energy with a handful of close friends. Even if you don't make friends easily and see no need to widen your circle, you highly value the people you do feel comfortable with. Mm, That's nice. Yeah, you know, and mine, my thing is much more... um, is much less judgy sounding. I know. Listen, I get it. We're just putting our less judgy spin on that on my thing, it's making us think. All right, lay something on me. Okay, so um, the third big five dimension of personality is extroversion. So yeah, see, this is the problem. Like that's the word, right? So you're either high on it or low on it, which you're an introvert. So again, they're making the lower end of the thing. Oh, that's lame. And it's worse. It's worse to me because we identify as the positive of a lot of these things. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So my protective mama bear nature is like, no, 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 don't talk about my introverts like that. I know, I know. So let's hear what they have to say about introverts. So. Extroversion is characterized by excitability, sociability, talkativeness, assertiveness, and high amounts of emotional expressiveness. People who are high in extroversion are outgoing and tend to gain energy in social situations. Being around other people helps them feel energized and excited. People who are low in extroversion or introverted tend to be more reserved and have less energy to expend in social settings. Social events can feel draining and introverts often require a period of solitude and quiet in order to recharge. So, high on the extroversion, enjoys being the center of attention, likes to start conversation, enjoys meeting new people, 
has a wide social circle of friends and acquaintances, finds it easy to make new friends, feels energized when people are around, and says things before thinking about them. (laughs) Okay, they're kind of attacking extroverts, but whatever, let me go on. So low extroversion, (laughs) prefers solitude, feels exhausted when having to socialize, finds it difficult to start conversations, dislikes making small talk, carefully thinks things through before speaking, and dislikes being the center of attention. I mean, interesting. it is pretty accurate. I don't think I enjoy being the center of attention. I do not. No. I think I just sort of, it naturally happens because I'm loud, but it's not like I'm doing it because I'm like, look at me, look at me. I think it's more, maybe maybe it's not that we enjoy it or that we need it. It's that we um, are okay with it. Yeah. Yeah. We can handle it. Yeah, we can handle it. We can handle it. So we don't mind telling a story out loud to five people at the dinner table. Even if it's me weirdly sharing that I know that they drank Flavor-Aid instead of Kool-Aid at Jonestown Jonestown. or weird shit that I (laughs) randomly say that is awkward and inappropriate and people are like, what the fuck? Do they still sell (laughs) Flavor-Aid? Uh, probably. Or did they go out of business after it was used to murder people? (laughs) Well, I mean, nobody really knows it. That's the thing. Everybody says the phrase is, you know, drink the Kool-Aid. It should be don't drink the Flavor-Aid. I know. I always – I cannot help but correct people. It is the worst. It is one of the most annoying things I do. And it's it's not that I – It's a tick. (laughs) It's not that I correct people on everything. It is specifically weird facts that I know. It's the worst. It's so embarrassing and I cannot (laughs) help it from coming out of my mouth. And as soon as it happens, I'm like, oh, why, Sarah? Why did you say this again? (laughs) (laughs) One day someone's going to say, don't drink the flavor aid and you're going to freak the fuck out. I might explode. You you might be like, can I marry you also along with Philippe? (laughs) Or can I be you? Or can we be BFFs right now? <laughs> no, that's what you're going to tell them. I, did we just become BFFs? <laughs> oh, good. Oh, boy. All right. Are you ready for another myth or fact? Yeah. Extroverts are happier. That's a myth. Inherently, acting as an extrovert or an introvert is you proceeding in a way that makes you happier. So why would one feel better or worse? Boom. Thank you. Boom. The only way one person would feel sadder is if they were trying to act in the opposite of who they naturally are. Yeah. Embracing the social situations you naturally gravitate toward instead of forcing yourself into ones that are too big or too small for your liking is what will make you happiest. Yep. I get it. Yep. That's we have we have a friend who often says, just because you're an introvert doesn't mean you're unhappy. And I I'm always like, duh. Yeah. And in my mind it's like, of course, like that makes total sense. But it must be said to her so many times that she has <laughs> become like gotten on this mission to share that. And every time I'm always it, like blows my mind that anyone thinks that. Yeah. It's so it's not, it's not cool. 
Like you get to sit quietly if you want to sit quietly. You get to, you know, be the center of attention if you want to be the center of attention. Just, you know, whoever you surround yourself with hopefully is cool with that too. Otherwise, Mm -hmm. you know, one or both of you will be unhappy. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Exactly. Exactly. All right. Extroverts make friends easily. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) (laughs) Ding, ding, ding. Extroverted people are generally known for to be very sociable. Sociable. Um, I'm channeling my inner Christina there trying to pronounce something. <laughs> if you fall on this end of the spectrum, you might have a large circle of friends, enjoy meeting new people, or and or find it easy to have heart-to-heart conversations with strangers or people you don't know very well. Mm-hmm. It's true. I met a new friend named Christina with a K this weekend at a one-year-old baby birthday. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. The K Christina's coming together. There were three Christinas with a K there. I didn't end up meeting the third one, but me and the second one were joking that we're going to gain up on the third one. (laughs) Um, That's also something I would do. And... How out of how many people? Out of like maybe 30 people, there were three Christinas with a K. Like what are the chances? I'm like, I have to find these Christinas because someone mentioned it right when we got there. And I found one and we, I'm like, well, we have to be friends now. <laughs> that is mind-blowing. It's, it's rare that I run into three Sarahs in one yeah. group of 30 people. And, you know – let alone whether or not they have an H. Right. I know. With a K. Like, I was shocked. Shocked. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, I know. Wow. Guzo is not shocked. He is loudly snoring. There is zero <laughs> chance it's not going over the airwaves. <laughs> Sorry, everyone who's having to listen to that. <laughs> Just nice background music for us. Um, all right. An introvert is more likely to deal with mental illness. An introvert is no, I don't think that's true at all. You are correct. Woo! Just because someone does well in big groups and is talkative doesn't mean that they're less likely to deal with mental illness. Mm-hmm. It's very damaging to convey that there may be a connection. When looking at what increases one's risk of mental illness, we need to look at many factors, including biology, childhood trauma, family history, and overall temperament, Dr. Fraga says. (laughs) Not going to do it. Honestly, a lot of time um, that I'm outgoing and talkative, it's when my anxiety is flaring up more than normal. Um, this is a quote from an anonymous person. By surrounding myself with good people and chatting about unrelated things, it helps me tune out the anxiety and or diminish it altogether. Mm, interesting. Hmm. Yeah. You are killing this game. All right. Well, should I say a couple of – Yeah. All right. I got two more for you. <laughs> this next one is agreeableness. <laughs> <laughs> This personality dimension includes attributes such as trust, altruism, kindness, affection, and other pro-social behaviors. People who are high in agreeableness tend to be more cooperative, while those low in the trait tend to be more competitive and sometimes even manipulative. So if you're high in agreeableness, you uh, has a great deal of interest in other people. 
You care about other people. You feel empathy and concern for other people. You enjoy helping and contributing to the happiness of other people. And you assist others who are in need of help. Low on the list, or I guess low on the attribute, uh, is you take little interest in others. You don't care about how other people feel. You have little interest in other people's problems. You <laughs> this insult is so and, skewed. I know, I know, <laughs> I know right? You insult and belittle others. Could you others. just say you fucking suck? Yeah. Manipulate others to get what you want. Okay. <laughs> that seems a little rude. <laughs> if I'm going to put a nice laughing with ginger spin on it, I would say people low on agreeableness um, maybe aren't as trusting of others, which is a good sometimes trait to have. And maybe um, I'm, try- I'm, I'm trying here. I'm trying. You want me to jump in? Oh, and like the competitiveness. Yeah. yeah. I think that's a good attribute to have. And like look at, you know, people in competitive sports. Like, yeah, they need to have that bone in them. Yeah. And I, I would argue that agreeableness sounds like people pleaser, which is a very sabotaging yeah. personality trait mm-hmm. in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. I am a people pleaser. It causes me probably the most amount of stress of anything in my my life mm-hmm. that I do, that any personality trait I carry in mm-hmm. my life. Mm-hmm. And um, I so I would argue that, <laughs> that that is actually more negative um, it's also a disservice to yourself mm-hmm. because you deprioritize yourself. Yeah, 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 exactly. You put others before you. Yeah. I've and definitely I mean, done that my whole life. <laughs> yeah. And I I would argue that taking into account your own needs mm-hmm. is as important, if not more important, than taking other people's needs into account. Like, it's like, you know, if you what are the, like they say, you know, if you need to take care of your own thing before, like if, if you need to change a diaper or you have to pee, like you go pee first and then you change the diaper because, mm-hmm. um, I don't have kids. So I sound like, I feel like I'm talking out of my ass saying this, but, uh, I feel like that's a thing that I hear people tell. It's the oxygen mask. You put yours on first yeah. before you put on others. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. Or you won't um, be able to take care of the other. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. And it's very depleting. Yeah, it is. We need to knock it off. <laughs> yes, we do. Let's let's commit to calling each other on it. Yeah. No more people pleasing. Okay. No more. <laughs> um, okay, final trait. Neuroticism. It's a trait characterized by sadness, moodiness, and emotional instability. Individuals who are high in this trait tend to experience mood swings, anxiety, irritability, and sadness. Those low in the trait tend to be more stable and emotionally resilient. So, high. Experience a lot of stress. Worries about many different things. Gets upset easily. Experiences dramatic shifts in mood. Feels anxious. Struggles to bounce back after stressful events. If you're low... You have emotionally, st- you are emotionally stable. You deal well with stress. You rarely feel sad or depressed. You don't worry about much, and you are very relaxed. <laughs> okay, <laughs> great, good to know. I don't know. I don't. I don't know about this one. Yeah, they really made it sound bad on both sides on this. <laughs> they kind of did, right? Like, 
They kind of did. I yeah, would I, say, like, I think we all go through different areas of our life where we are experiencing a lot of stress and it's hard to deal with. And then there's other er- times in our lives where we're like, okay, I feel emotionally stable. I got through that hump in life and now I'm on the other end and I'm feeling good. And then life will throw you another wave that you have to deal with. <laughs> yeah. I feel like this one, there's probably other literature that would help us understand it better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't um, do a deep dive in this. Literally looked at the first thing I saw and did it. So maybe I need to be doing a deeper dive on all five of these. I mean, we do the best we can here at laughing with I gingers. <laughs> I'm not a psychologist. I just play one on my podcast. <laughs> Down in Fraggle Rock. <laughs> Okay, so do you have like maybe one final one for me for the win? I do. I mean, there's literally no way you could lose unless you want to do all or nothing because I only have one point. You've killed it on this one. I don't want to do an all or nothing. That's scary. (laughs) Are you ready? I'm ready. For the final question. Mm -hmm. Myth or fact? Mm Mm-hmm. Introverts are quiet. Yes. Wait, what is yes? Myth, I mean truth. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's true. Liz. Liz is the loudest introvert. I know. I, I can't believe you got that one wrong. I specifically kept it as the last one because you call Liz the loudest introvert. Damn it. Also, our friend Sasha is so – I recently found this out from meeting her in real life when I was in D.C., guys. She claims she's an introvert. We went to dinner with her. She was talking so much and so loud. I feel like she is another loud introvert. I love it. Yeah, she is. She definitely is. Damn it. I totally just like stumble on my own self there. That's why when you said yes, I was like, I don't know which one you're saying. <laughs> Damn um, it. <laughs> so again, introverts are not necessarily necessarily shy or timid. You only see an introvert in large group settings, or if you only see an introvert in large group settings, then this may be the impression you receive, but it's only because it's not the environment in which they thrive. It's like when someone says, They're quiet until you get to know them. Oh, yeah. Take your time with introverts and hang out with them in a smaller setting, and you may be surprised at how soon you are able to, or uh, how soon you won't be able to get them to stop talking. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a phrase (laughs) I haven't heard in a long time. They're quiet until you get to know them, but it's so true. Yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah. There are a lot of phrases that I feel like the pandemic washed out for a while. I'm curious when they'll come back. Oh, yeah. That's interesting. You know what? I think, too, like, I'm glad you brought that up. Super side note. I'm wondering, too, because I do feel a little more exhausted after social events now, and I'm wondering if I'm out of my extrovert practice. Yeah, I think think for me, it's it's the stuff that goes into getting ready to do some of that – Additionally, like it's not just it's not just the event. It's not like I'm just like getting in the car or just like showing up or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's the 
the planning of it. And and there is like, you know, there is like a low-key anxiety that hangs a little bit in pandemic life where mm-hmm. you're um where you're kind of like, you know, could I like be a breakthrough case? Could I accidentally mm-hmm. give this to somebody? Like, mm-hmm. what are my responsibilities here? And I want to protect everybody. I want to keep everybody safe. So there's like a little bit more of a stress in in that way. Mm-hmm. Um Unless you just don't think about that at all, but I can't live in that mindset. I have no idea what that mindset would ever look like. Mm-mm, mm-mm. Nope, I'm living in COVID world. <laughs> yeah, I and I think you know some of it is like the process of getting ready, the process of packing and going back and forth to the different places that you're doing. You know, like even um, I thought I didn't have my wallet in my purse for like three weeks. And then I found my, like I found it in, um, I had put it in something else, but I, I take my wallet out so infrequently now that like, and then that caused me like a ton of stress. I was like, oh my God, I've been driving without my license. I've been like doing Mm -hmm. this and that without you know, my ID and where is my wallet and yeah. how long ago would I have lost it? <laughs> when did I go out last? Oh God, a month ago. <laughs> yeah. Like it's just, you know, there's so, there are just different things. We are out of practice in like, you forgot your mic cord today. I know. I don't, I know it was really dumb. I don't know why, how or how that We're happened. Just out of practice with some of these things. Mm-hmm. And as much as we have the expectation that we should not be out of practice, Mm -hmm. we still are. So things are a little bit, I think, just a little bit more exhausting in general. Mm -hmm. Agreed. Agreed. (laughs) All right. So I'm like, you got two points. I got seven? Uh, You got nine and and an elbow bump. Nine and an elbow bump. (laughs) 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 Elbow bumps are COVID safe. (laughs) I couldn't think of something good, so you got that was good. That was good. (laughs) Um, cool. You did great on that game. Well, I'm proud of myself, uh, except for that on that very last one. I should have gotten it, and I didn't. I'm a little mildly embarrassed. Exhausted your brain. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's a Monday. We're recording this, guys, on a Monday. So yeah, my it's Monday brain now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, cool. Well, <laughs> hey, y'all. Thank you for everyone joining us on Laughing with Gingers. We are so happy to have you joining us in Fraggle Rock and listening <laughs> to our silly podcast. Follow us on Instagram at Laughing with Gingers. We'll tell you when our next Laughy Hour is going to be. <laughs> and maybe we'll have some more um, uh, myth or truth. <laughs> Yeah, I have a whole bunch that I still have. Um, And if you have episode ideas or funny stories or just general funny shit, you can send it to us on our Instagram at laughingwithgingers. Get access to premium content, including ad-free episodes, swag, special events, access to us, and more starting at just $3. Check us out at patreon.com slash laughingwithgingers. And... We're going to be dropping some new merch. Ooh, for the yeah. the holidays. Ding, ding, yep. ding, 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 And if you listen to the Christmas crab story, you know Christina loves loves Christmas. <laughs> I never told you. I was talking to my brother about the Christmas crab episode and the Christmas crabs wearing little tiny hats in my brain. They're wearing little tiny hats. 
and he starts going with like the crab, like cr- the crab claws, and he starts going ho 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 ho, like going back and forth, and it cracked me up. Oh my god! So all I could picture was them in their hat and a beer, like little tiny and red crabs going ho 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 ho. Oh my god. That's amazing. Anyways, um, yeah, it was really funny. Uh, we may have to make a shirt related to that. Christmas is <laughs> Ho, ho, ho. <laughs> All right. Well, anyways, tune in to Laughing with Gingers next week for some more good times. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Part of the Boundless Audio Podcast Network.